and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one wholesome page of Talmud every day. And today we read Masechet Aruvin, pages 56 and 57. But the paragraph I want to discuss actually begins in 55. It kind of leisurely continues into 56, and it's about the glory of vegetables. Here it is. Having mentioned various places of residence, the Gemara cites what Rav Huna said. Any city that does not have vegetables, a Torah scholar is not permitted to dwell there for health reasons. The Gemara asks, is that to say that vegetables are beneficial to a person's health? And then, as you can imagine, a very long discussion begins of vegetables, why they're good for you, which are good for you, which may be good for you only under certain circumstances. And dear listeners, when I have a question that pertains to vegetables or really any other issue, I turn to my rabbi, the Corduroy Rav from his court in New Haven, Connecticut, Rav Mark Oppenheimer. Welcome back. Laila Tov, Gegezint, Chag Sameach. There's so many things I can say to you, my my chassid. Uh, I am, of course, swathed in corduroy in my basement lair, which is actually wallpapered in corduroy. And so <laughs> to keep out impure thoughts when I'm bent over a daf of Talmud. And look, this is an apt time to have this conversation. It's Sunday night yes. as we speak. It is the holiday of Sukkot. Yes. The most sort of fruit and vegetable and nature oriented, uh, maybe of of all of our chagim. But you're also one reason that that I love talking to you, as if, as if I needed a reason, is that you are, I think, my most prominently vegetarian friend. You're the person who looks at heathens like me who eat mainly meat and tell me, as as Rav Huna said, if there are no vegetables in your city or on your table, you're not being healthy. Right. So I have a lot to teach you. May I may I speak over you for the next five minutes? You can just you can just sit back. I am listening and take out and taking notes. Take out your e-cig, take out your hookah, and just relax. Because this is an extraordinary page of Talmud. And it's my honor that you asked me to talk about it. A few things to point out here. First of all, at the most basic level, Liel, one thing this is doing is is it's exalting vegetables. And it's saying it serves you well to live in a city where you can get vegetables. And then they show themselves to actually have a fairly refined palate when it comes to vegetables. They discuss the importance of garlic, leeks, and radishes. And they even talk about, you know, do you want the radish leaf or do you want the radish body? And of course, they correctly say that you want the the bulb of the radish, right? I mean, this is exactly the way we cook and the way the uh, the Rebetzin of, of the Corduroy Rav cooks, they understood that not only are vegetables healthy, not only do you need them, not only are they, are they beneficial to the proper constitution of the body, but these vegetables in particular are interesting because they're not cloying vegetables. They're not sickly sweet. Uh, they're not fruits. They're not the mango or the strawberry. God love them. But they are vegetables that are a little bit bitter that children, for example, don't like. These are grown-up vegetables. You know, don't don't give a radish to a two-year-old. Uh, far better to give the two-year-old peas, um, you know, or spinach or something, something milder. But you're really not interested in leeks and garlic, anything from the onion family. You're not interested in the radish, in that kind of bitterness um, until you're a bit older, until you have some wisdom. And then, of course, it, 
you probably love them. I mean, they, they become positively delicious. So that's the first thing is that they're saying, look, you want to live somewhere where you have access to healthy foods, where you have access to vegetables. And in fact, you want to have access to the vegetables that a grown-up adult cook wants to cook with. So there's a real sophistication. In, and, and you wonder, I know that all the rabbis had their own trades, that Rav so-and-so was a, a blacksmith and Rav so-and-so was a cobbler. And I mean, I do wonder if any of the rabbis was a chef because- It was a vegan ma- macrobiotic, yeah, gluten-free. It was a, a moosewood cookbook. Claire's Corner Copia, right? Chef. And maybe an amateur one. But I think there's uh, there's Agada on this. We have to come up with legends of the rabbis. Who was a yeah, cook? R- Rav Huna had, had a place in Sfat called Shepanis. It was great. <laughs> exactly. So that's the first thing. The second thing, though, is what's interesting is that even today, we know intuitively, we know intuitively that you can know a city by the kind of food you can get there. As I was reading this page of Talmud, I thought to myself about that extraordinary bit of political science where they studied the electoral map in 2016 and said, okay, which counties did Trump win and and which, which counties did Hillary win? And they saw that Trump counties overwhelmingly had cracker barrels and Clinton counties overwhelmingly had whole foods. So to quote Dave Wasserman, who was the political scientist who did some of this work, Donald Trump won 76% of counties with a cracker barrel and 22% of counties with a Whole Foods, 54% gap. Now, in 1992, the gap between the same counties was only 19%. So one thing we know is we're getting more and more polarized. We're actually becoming more and more a country where you are where you eat out. Uh, The New York Times actually went even deeper on that and said that there were, they looked at four brands that were correlated with Democratic votes, which is if you happen to live near a Whole Foods, a Lululemon uh, Athletica store an Urban Outfitters, or an Apple store, you were far more likely to vote Democratic. And Republicans tended to live near, again, a Cracker Barrel, <laughs> a Tractor Supply Company, which I'm so blue state I've never even heard of. Can right? I tell you? A Hobby Lobby. Literally all the clothes I'm wearing right now come from the Tractor Supply Company. As we speak. There we are. There we have As it. we speak. And the arts and crafts giant Hobby Lobby, and then Bass Pro Shops, which sell fishing gear and other sorts of things. This is a timeless idea that the rabbis knew even back then in in the early first millennium of the common era, which was that the kind of goods you can acquire in a given community somehow uh, flavor the community and and say what kind of community you're in. So what do we make of that Jewishly? I think what we make of that is is that, you know, the rabbis... uh, for one thing, they wanted to live near a market. They wanted to live near trade routes. They wanted people to live near vegetables. And they wanted people to live near specifically uh, these these particular vegetables that were so delicious, so good to cook with, and that I would say had a kind of adult palate to them. So th- there are so many layers uh, here socioculturally, uh, uh, in terms of cuisine, in terms of the, the Epicurean life, so much that we know today the rabbis knew them. Kodoy Rav, as always, you've given us a lot, but as always, I want to push you to give some more. Here's one thing that occurred to me when I read this really <laughs> astonishing disquisition about the different kinds of vegetables. Having been brought up in Israel in a certain kind of society that very much equates manliness with meat eating, with, with carnivorous mm-hmm. desires, I was actually sort of surprised because one thing that that happened to me, and and, and I love the, the way that you put it in your introduction. One thing that happened to me that as I grow older, uh, you know, the the wiser, the more mature I get, the more I appreciate the wholesome awesomeness, if you will, of vegetables, and I feel far less need to kind of go out there and assert myself over humanity by consuming all of the meat. In fact, I rarely eat meat these days. Do you see that kind of pattern? Are the rabbis telling us here, hey, I understand that the barbecue calls, but trust me, that leek is delicious. 
I do. Uh, you know, one of my great teachers, uh, Harry Stout, who's a church historian, a historian of Christianity, he always said, if you want to know what goes on in a society, look for what's illegal. In other words, we only tend to legislate about things that there's some controversy over. You know, we don't pass laws saying make love because people make love. We don't pass laws saying, you know, take an afternoon nap because people take naps. We pass laws saying don't commit adultery. Why? Because people do commit adultery, right? And this was something he would point out when we looked at, you know, Puritan New England, where they passed all these laws, uh, don't do this, don't do that. That meant that these were the things that were actually going on, right? You pass laws against adultery when people are screwing around all the time. You command people to eat vegetables when you have some concern that they won't eat vegetables, right? You tell people settle near a farmer's market if they won't uh, naturally gravitate toward the farmer's market. So I think you couldn't be more correct, Rav Liel, that they had some concern. They knew that people left to their own devices, some people, even some sages, even some Talmud readers, would just hang out near the uh, the slaughterhouse and just eat awful, O-F-F-A-L, awful and awful. And so telling people live where there are vegetables is in part an acknowledgement that left to their own devices, not all people would. And so if those of you listening uh, are sitting in your sukkahs, kindly honor our teacher, the Cordoy Rav, by making yourself a delicious vegetarian or vegan dinner tonight. Cordoy Rav, thank you so much, Mark Oppenheim. Always a pleasure. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes, Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.